Hey, y'all. Welcome to season three of Preaching to the Choir podcast with your host, me, Jen Randall. Thank you guys for joining us for our special summer season. We have on the podcast with us today, the man, the myth, the show choir legend, Mr. Dwight Jordan. Dwight is going to talk to us about choreography, how he got started, uh, his career in this business that spans a couple decades now for sure, maybe even three. (laughs) And also, of course, he's going to tell us about the roots of Show Choir Camps of America, how that came to be, um, where we are right now, and hopefully going forward, what he expects to see out of Show Choir in the future. And we tell some funny stories along the way, and it is just it's a delight to have him on the podcast. So please join us today for Mr. Dwight Jordan. Okay, let's start off with a little bit about your path to becoming a show choir professional is what we call it. Although I think your path is, when I had this conversation with Linda, she laughed because she was like, there wasn't like a show choir profession when I started doing it. So maybe you feel that way too. Tell us a little bit how you got into this. Yeah, I, um, it's, it's a long involved story, but, um, We'll take as an much unexpected as you want to tell thing. Us. It, it's one of those. It's one of those things that uh, I always tell people: don't, you know, pigeonhole yourself into thinking this is what I'm going to do totally. because you just never know where things are going to lead. Right. I grew up. On a, I grew up on a farm in yeah. uh, Central Illinois, just about 15 minutes from Decatur. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, a little farm town. Yeah. A little church that was crazy musical yeah. and so we just had we had 30 like 30 kids in this youth choir and we did musicals and and oh, wow. you know learned the guitars and all this stuff and so that was kind of my only early uh, you know, we did a lot of step touching and arm movements <laughs> and uh, but that, was, that was my my kind of show choir early and only experience like that yeah uh, went on to Millican uh, as an instrumental Major. Um, what was your so major I, instrument? A saxophone. Oh, and, very cool. And and woodwinds. I yeah. I was in the jazz program there. It was a great jazz band. We traveled all over the world. And, nice. And uh, but in that program, you know, I had to take both private saxophone and flute and clarinet and yeah. all that stuff as as a as a. But major, I was also yeah. involved in all, a lot of choral pro- parts of the program, and so it was just. I, I, it was amazing how many things I would fit into a day. I literally started eight in the morning and, and <laughs> get done at, you know, six, seven o'clock at night on a good day. The boundless and energy of just, youth, right? <laughs> just just on top. But um, the thing that happened during all of that um, was one semester I decided to audition for the fall musical. And I had to get permission from the jazz band director because, yeah. you know, it was going to take time away from some things. Sure. And, uh, and got in the ensemble and uh, had never been in a musical before. I'd been a couple plays in high school, mm-hmm. and um, and that experience just kind of opened th- my eyes just a little bit. You know, I was just working my tail off. She was a great choreographer, and 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 you know, I was with all the musical theater majors mm-hmm. and thinking, oh, I got to keep up here. And <laughs> and I I always remember there was a night when she wasn't happy with what was happening with this particular number yeah. and talking about you know the energy and just this this and this and and she suddenly pointed at me and said why can't you do it like him <gasps> i'm like uh-oh <laughs> that wasn't expected and didn't even know i was doing anything right so uh but that just kind of stuck with me that uh, i got pointed out yeah at least it was know, good uh, yeah i'm gonna call those people i was like oh but uh so anyway then i went on and i became a band director at mount zion yeah okay. and um my prep period was at the same time that the newly formed swing stations this was their first year that roberta vest was starting oh, that goodness career, wow was rehearsing and uh you know i didn't know anything but i you know just knew enough Every once in a while, I just go out and watch, and I would sure. make a suggestion here and there, and uh, and just kind of got hooked a little bit on on the group. You know, they were just great. It was a super talented group of kids, yeah. and uh, um, 
they went on to a first competition. They got invited to this competition, and uh, uh, I went on that trip, and they got fourth place, and they were extremely excited. And, and so then they were getting ready for a spring show, and I kept kind of, you know, the choreographer from Millican, a different one, was doing the choreography at the time. And okay. uh, I uh, just kept making suggestions. And then suddenly, um, one day, Roberta shoves a piece of music. It was kind of like, if you're so smart, you just go it. choreograph yeah. <laughs> this. And, uh, and I took up the challenge, and it went well. Then the next year, um, I choreographed... I think virtually their whole show and, and they compete in that same competition and they won. And so it, it, it just kind of, you know, skyrocketed from there. Um, and then I started, you know, doing more of right. that. And then I started doing some community theater musicals and choreographing those. And suddenly I was also choreographing both the choreographer that pointed at me right. and the choreographer, um, you know, she was a rocket and other, I mean, oh and so yeah. I was suddenly teaching dancers and that's yeah. when I decided I needed to know more. So right. then I started <laughs> auditing classes at Millican and, and just finding ways to, to get more information. And, uh, um, and it just all happened pretty quick that suddenly I was just in the midst of it all. Within and, like five uh, years, you'd say probably? For, for three to three to four wow. years. Quite yeah, three. very fast. Yeah. And uh, and that's when I stopped being a band director and, right. and started doing freelance work and, uh, um, and just kind of kept plugging away. It wasn't long after that that, uh, I mean, we started uh, SCA just right at, you know, about my fourth year of what I would have been teaching. Okay. I think I left, I left teaching and we started camp. And... Uh, and then I probably the next year after that I started doing work at Six Flags first as a musical director and then right. as a choreographer and then that you know went on to doing things down in Branson and then just picking up groups you know around around the Midwest so it, it was just kind of trial by fire I mean yeah. I, I just kept pushing myself through and just doing it well and the you fact know, that you were the band director when all of that yeah. started like you were still the band director for those kids that you were choreographing like you were yeah. teaching the yeah. band and then doing their choreography like that that's such a perfect example of what you said earlier that you just you don't want to close the door on anything because you just can't know especially when you're like 22 23 years old like you can't no I, I mean it, i had no expectations of doing right. anything when i when i was sitting on the tractor singing my head off right. uh, to the, all the <laughs> But, uh, um, but you know, it, it just, things happen and yeah. it just takes you down a path. And, uh, and, and you're and willing it, to keep doing those. Yes, exactly. You know, and at Millican, I, I was lucky that I could be in all these different groups. And, True. and you know, I had, I had great directors, both both instrumentally and, and chorally, that uh, just gave me some, some great foundation. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, you know, I, by the time, you know that third or fourth year at Mount Zion. Yeah, I was trying to write some of their arrangements and things like that. So it sure. just, you know, it 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 all just kind of fell together, which was, which was interesting and surprising. Yeah, well, absolutely, and of course the band background would have been huge for that part of it as well. There are so so many choir directors that are shy away from doing the arrangement nowadays, but I think that's because a lot of them necessarily have the band background, like you were discussing. Right. Um, right. The so you were at one point doing arrangements choreographing teaching the band did you ever conduct the band during that time as well were you literally doing all of those things um i i did the most of the band rehearsals okay uh i i wasn't usually the one up on stage conducting it but every once in a while right. it, it, that did happen and uh you know i and i was you know as i was saying at six flags and other yeah. places i was also uh being the vocal director of the mm -hmm. musical director for for a lot of those shows I had a I had a church choir for ten years. Yeah. And, you know, you know. There's just like I say, it was interesting how everything crossed. I was in a rock band during that time, also doing a couple sure. Band, so. Why not? <laughs> I, I, was, I was the lead singer for this band, and so oh my gosh. and then a gospel group. We had a gospel group. Oh my gosh! You so, were literally doing yeah. everything. <laughs> that's so that's that, you know, it 
but it kind of allowed me to learn so yes. many aspects of it. All of this background information now for you, like going forward, you had all of that experience with all of these different things, um, which yeah. when people pigeonhole themselves, they don't allow room for, which makes me sad when that happens. I'm glad that you did not do yeah. that to yourself. Till yeah. we were going to come back to SCA for sure. Don't worry, everyone. But I want sure. to um, talk a little bit more about the work that you did, like with Six Flags and then Branson as well. Um, how did you get in there? Like you just knew somebody, somebody saw something you had done. Like how did that end up happening for you? Yeah, it was interesting. It um, Mark Brimer yep. went to Milliken, mm -hmm. and uh, um, he was younger than me, okay. but it, um, and he was doing some stuff. Sue was there also, sure. and Sue Money, sure. yeah. and yep. uh, um, Green Giant. And, <laughs> yeah, and then suddenly, um, I don't know. We we'd done a few things yeah. together here and there, and then, but he'd been writing for for Six Flags, like since he was in high school. And uh, and so that's where um, he just asked me one day, hey, we need a, a, a musical director yeah. for a show down there, and you wanna do it? And I said, sure. Yeah. And so I started that, and then the next year they had me choreograph, I think it was a saloon show first, and I kept Classic. doing some of that, and, yep. and musical directing another show. Uh, and then we were moving to Chicago, and then yeah. suddenly the Chicago people asked me to come in and it was sort of the same path first I was musical director for this and right. choreographed a saloon show and then you know before long I was doing kind of the main stage shows and, yeah. and just continued to do all the shows there what well, was interesting both especially well both of those actually I was able to bring in you know high school past high school performers yeah. that, that uh, and so just so many kids that work for me at both St. Louis, but right. particularly Chicago, uh, from from all over. You know, some yeah. I learned met from camp, but many from groups that that I was choreographing, and you know, mm -hmm. we just um, it was just fun. It I mean, like and a just fun for them, yeah, mm -hmm. right. And uh, I, I was trying to think of some of those people, but you know, there was oh gosh, there was one year that I think. Jared Voss. Oh, and Corey, I was going to ask if they were about that and, age. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I mean, Heath did perform for me sure. up there. Alex and Eric Hall both performed. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Pierce Allison, Josh Sassanella, mm -hmm. all you know, just a, a a bunch of people. And, well, and, and I know uh, Stephen Todd did Branson work with you at the very least. I oh yeah. Know if you I mean, flags, I, I, yeah. I almost want to claim Stephen, but I can't completely. I mean, I did go up and work with that group like, just a couple times, just just clean it up. You could, he'd still he'd still allow it for you to claim that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, um, yeah, he worked for me down in Branson, yeah. and a lot of those people that once I started working there, a producer from Six Flags went to to Branson, actually at Silver Dollar City, and became yes. the head of entertainment there. And then he brought me in to do the first, oh. they built a, a big theater and brought me in to do the first show there. Oh, so and uh, uh, and it just felt right and went well. Yeah. And, and from that point on, he just always had me do all of their new productions mm -hmm. and, and stuff on the showboat now and, and things like that. So, so cool. <laughs> I, spent and I, feel like I still have past performers that are working down there. Oh, yeah. Branson's one of those places that, like, if you really love being there, people will work there for, like, ever. They'll spend their whole career there. Yeah, well, there. you can. You, you can. I mean, somebody, you know, you, yeah. you get to New York or someplace, you, you get your first show or whatever, and you think you've got it made, and then right. that closes in two months suddenly, and then you're just trying to find that yeah. next job. Yeah. A place like Branson, you may not be making quite as much, mm -hmm. but they pay pretty well. Yeah, and uh, uh, and you and you can get a you know work almost a year round. They they usually take a couple months off, but basically for sure you've got to stay out there. Mm -hmm. So and they uh, do I've, have so many entertainment opportunities. I'm always floored yeah. by that whenever we're there. How many theaters? How many reviews? How yeah. many? Uh, it's it is a huge entertainment circuit there in the country. Shows. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I lived in Hannibal, Missouri for part of my like childhood, and they would take us to. Branson, unlike our choir trips, so I have some I have some fond memories of being there. When did you I was ever like, go to school. the Dolly Brown Dinner Theater? Yes, I did. We we started that the very first <gasps> two or three shows. Oh my Karen, gosh, Karen, how crazy! Karen and I put that that show together and brought the performers in the very first time. Well, and with that said, okay, so now we've done you know 
we talked about, we taught, you taught at Mount Zion, you did band. Did you ever teach in a classroom after your time at Mount Zion? Did you ever formally go back or were you always doing the rest of this? Um, I was, um, I started the show choir at Millican. Uh, okay. Uh, it was Millican Singing Blue. And, mm -hmm. uh, and um, I did that for 10 years. And then I started a group at North Central College. Okay. As well, and, and was director for that for a few years and so that was as close to you know so it was never an everyday classroom sure. situation after that mm -hmm. but that I mean at that point you were plenty busy you didn't really <laughs> need yeah, to have really multiple jobs at that point right um so as far as choreography goes you started with Mount Zion when you started doing other groups who were some of those first groups that you worked with aside from the college ones you just mentioned who mm -hmm. were some of the first high school ones um be on Alaska um, was probably one of the next ones. Yeah, start working with Paul. I was and gonna say then, was Paul there at the time? Yeah, that would have been his yeah, time. Okay. Yeah, so the, that was fun times. And then yeah. uh, Dave Fair was at Sullivan, and I started doing that group. Uh, right. Shelly Johnson at DeKalb. I started working with her group, um, and those, I know those were pretty regular. Yeah. You know, I, I just continued year after year, and then there were others that. I'd bop in and out. Sure. Those, and at this are, point, how many do you have right now that you're still doing that you do? You know, it's not really, it's not, it's not a huge number. Yeah. You know, some might do, you know, more than one group. Sure. At, True. That's a good point. It's not a, it's not a big number. Really. Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. like compared to some people. It feels like it when you're like at like a comp though, in that Chicago land area where you're like, Oh, that's a Dwight. Oh, that's a Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoy that because, you know, over in that side of the Midwest where I'm from, we don't get to see as much of that. So I enjoy that when I get to have a, a day of Dwight groups. <laughs> um, that's a very fun thing. Well, let's jump ahead and talk a little bit then about SCA or jump backwards, I guess, maybe a little bit. Sure. So you brought up Sue already. You talked about how she kind of started with that with you. So you guys were, I mean, y'all were pretty we're, young when you started SCA. We were in, we were in junior high. <laughs> Pretty much. Get that out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we were just out of college, basically. Yeah. Well, really we were. Yeah. Uh, and it, was interesting. it all kind of based around Mount Zion a little okay. bit because, um, you know, I was teaching there. Sue then went in and did her um, student teaching there. Ah, and okay. then she started a group, at, uh, started teaching in Taylorville, Illinois, okay. and started there. And so, um, and we had done some camps during college together some mm -hmm. youth camps and and okay. we just always had this kind of thought in the back of our head maybe we should you know start something like this yeah. sometime and uh she drug me to the choral arts seminar of the rockies which was run by jensen publications okay. and Jim Kim. yep and uh and it was a big camp kind of like what we do but it was all uh you know education and classically sure. oriented but uh um and you know, but you know, the, all the Rogers and Kirby and and uh, I think Mac was probably there. Probably, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, that was where we first met some of those okay. people or saw them. You know, we were just sitting in the big group, reading through music and taking yeah. workshops, and we suggested uh, that um, we should have something on on what's being called swing choir by most right. people. Right. Yeah. And. Uh, and because there wasn't anything specific, they were, they were reading some of the pop songs, but nothing specific yeah. for swing choir directors. Did people think you were and, nuts? Um, well, J Jim Kimmel was great. And he said, well, he's he just person. made the announcement and said, hey, anybody wants to talk about swing choir, they're going to sure. meet in the lobby of this dorm um, or building at such and such time that evening. And yeah. so we got there and there were probably 10 or 12 people That's that were good. there. And... Sue and I were the experts because oh, okay. nobody knew much about it. Yeah. They were most were maybe getting started or thinking about getting started. Yeah. So we that kind of got us thinking more that there were definitely people that wanted to be better at it, to sure. want wanted to do more, but it just wasn't being taught anyplace. Mm -hmm. So we sat down with Jim Kimmel for lunch and said, we've got an idea. We think we'll start a camp, da, 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 da. And he said, come see me in next month and let's talk about this. I think you two are the people to do it and I think we might sponsor it. That's and so that was it. cool. Yeah, so I, it was, it was wow. crazy and it happened so fast. And then suddenly the next summer we were 
having camp. You know, yeah. I'm suddenly I'm on the phone hiring Kirby Shaw, and, and I'm like, this is so this weird. Just blow your mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And, I, and Kirby got to that for a lot of people did, but they got to that first camp, and it was like you're Dwight and Sue. Because, I mean, we look like these are you know, toddlers. Like, What's happening? We look like counselors. Yeah. Not, not like the camp. And was it counselors women. from like college age kids? Like it was, that's how that yeah, setup was. Still but it was so time. much, you know, it was a lot of kids from Mount Zion, a lot sure. of kids from Taylorville, you know, all, all mm -hmm. these people that we knew. And we called on some other directors that we knew, you know, people from Alaska and here and there yeah. just because we knew those kids and they were now in college. Right. And, uh, and they came in and, and became our first set of counselors. If you had to guess, how many campers do you think you have that first year? How close, ballpark oh. number? Oh, no, 200 campers and okay. 60 direct. And 60 um, direct, 60? 60. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So uh, and that on, part was on huge. the deadline, a week for the deadline, we did. We had like uh, maybe 100, 150, and, and we were doing all the figuring and going, sure. we can't have this yeah, we, yeah. we can't afford it. it and so we were and i think sue had written the letter that we were going to cancel it and mm. went to the mailbox on the deadline day and it was packed full of and uh, we were able to have it that first year that's it all, so all incredible happened. oh my goodness yeah. i'm so surprised by the director number how it just was that's a huge number of directors um yeah we we were we were surprised too and yeah. uh, and and it was exciting i mean and it was just and all so many of these directors a lot of them had groups but mm -hmm. most of them had never been in a group sure um, i would say 95 percent of them had never been in mm -hmm. a group like that and mm -hmm. so you know we got them up dancing and, and experiencing that element of it that most of them had never experienced before i was um, just talking about that today with somebody else i was we we're planning for you know their own lo local camp that they do and we were discussing how we've missed that the last few years you know the last two years of, of not being as directors able to have that experience of doing a show of doing choreo and learning and that kind of stuff yeah. um and i don't want to get ahead of myself here but that i mean that is such a huge benefit of what you guys do and i'm sure people immediately took to that as a reason to keep coming back because it is such a great reason you know that by itself yeah. um so did you do a lot of um you know structure wise it probably is relatively similar today to what it was at that time has there been any big changes uh, I think the the teachers mm -hmm. program has probably changed the most because we first of all we always wanted to integrate you know all aspects of, sure. of a core program into it but I think we got better at that as we went along and then also their their performance experience yeah. as well you know initially you know we taught them some songs they 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 didn't learned any of the vocals they just sang along to the track okay. of, and and the choreographer who taught them had to dance in front of them when they performed oh. it because <laughs> they were just hanging on and, and we were their only hope of getting through it and and so oh, now that they really do a full-on performance oh, yeah. and uh, and you know sing everything and and uh, and the band behind them and so it's i think that experience um has been important but uh, certainly totally. something that's changed a lot. And you, do, we have, you know, um, sessions, of course, always as teachers as well that we can choose to go to um, that are led by, you know, various um, people who are in a lot of ways, they're involved in other parts of the camp with the students. You know, a lot of times it's people who are the vocal directors or the choreographers with sure. the student portions, um, which I think is super helpful as well, because if you are new to having a show choir um, or you haven't really done it very often on your own yet, um, it's so great to just be able to sit with these people who have done it many, many times and have been doing it for years. You know, that's so valuable. Um, and as other camps have sprung up around the country, I very few of them, if any of them, have anywhere near the teacher component that SCA has been able to cultivate over the years. So, um, I mean, that's been I huge. One of the things that's interesting with the virtual camp that we discovered mm -hmm. last year, because we're, we're just teaching one camp show. Right. And, uh, um, but you get to experience four different choreographers totally. and five different vocal people, mm -hmm. but the teachers and the students are all learning the same show. Yeah. So that morning rehearsal, even though it's virtual, and although a lot of teachers now are, are planning on bringing 
and some did it last year too, but bringing kids into the school. So smart. So, yeah, and it's going to be so much, so fun for them yeah, to absolutely. have that experience and learning it together. Mm -hmm. But the teachers just had a great time learning at the same time as the kids <laughs> and, and seeing how those choreographers and vocal people taught that show. And I, I think it was um, a surprising learning experience for them that they maybe weren't expecting oh totally and i i think to myself all the time when i'm there learning choreo oh my goodness this is harder than i think about it being when i'm <laughs> when i'm like you know running the rehearsal for the kids going why can't you get this section why isn't this clean yet how come you don't remember you know it's a good humbling, yeah exactly it's a good humbling yeah. experience for you as a director as well in a good way in a healthy way to remember oh yeah, yeah this no, is I a challenge <laughs> yeah or even just yeah, and this is regular camp. I always laugh yeah. how they get so chatty when you're teaching, and and they would We're go terrible. crazy. We're so, terrible. But, but you know, it's all good. But it's just it makes me laugh. So many times. I did have a I did have a Linda give me a an eyeball one time during camp. I remember, like it sent shivers down my spine. Like I was talking to the, I was like, sorry, I'm so sorry, I'll be over. Like you know, 35 year old person at that point cannot shut my mouth. Just having fun with my friends. So yeah, it helps you feel a little sympathy when you're you know freaking out on the kids yeah. at home for sure. Oh my goodness. Well, and over the years, SCA has had more locations than than the two you have now. Currently, mm -hmm. didn't you do it at other places? Where are some of the places you've had it in the past? Yeah, we, we were down in Texas for a few years. Um, you could bring that back anytime, by the way. <laughs> I, well, you you just get it going down there and let us know. I'll we, give you a call when we're ready. We, How many well, kids we, you want? Tell me. <laughs> well, at the time, we... The text, we weren't getting much support from the Texas. Oh, we were yeah. getting, all, it was all the rest of the South and mm -hmm. the places that were coming in. And Makes we decided, sense. well, why are we going down there when the they might as well go here? I get that. Yeah. All together. And, and we were at Ball State. Uh, we had, sure. you know, we've been a couple locations in Ohio before we, we landed at, at Heidelberg. Mm -hmm. we Ohio State and Ball State. Um, Did you have one in Florida? Am I making that up? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, that. For 10 years, we did yeah. uh, the theme park performers workshop. Yes, so, that's what it was. Uh, and it, it was really 16-year-old kids to, I think, like 21-year-olds. So it was like late high school, college yeah. age. And uh, we were the first outside group to ever perform on the castle stage. And uh, uh, and we got all the trappings. You know, Luckily, Rich Taylor was, was our support person down there. He was vice president of entertainment at the time. Yeah, that's and, very uh, helpful. Um, you know, you know, Mickey got to be in the show, and and we got to do all the Disney stuff, and, and they got we got our costumes approved, and uh, um, the fireworks went off, the birds oh, flew. Oh my I mean, goodness! It was it was a full on Disney Disney show, and uh, and the kids just had a blast, and we had soloists, yeah. um, you know that that played the parts of of all the, oh, the classic Disney characters, and you know. Um, we had a uh, uh, hunchback. Yeah. He sang uh, out there, out there. Uh, from high up on the castle, uh, up way up oh high. Oh my one of the and, and 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 threw a bird out at the end. And, you know, so you know, it was just opportunities that that. Uh, wow. It, I, I still I still have people, especially past performers, yeah. who the guy who played hunchback, Steve Parrish, will mm -hmm. say. That was one of the greatest experiences he's ever had. Yeah, how could it and not he, be? he went on to work. He went on to work for them. We had quite a few kids that went on to. Oh to yeah, absolutely. I think there's a, a large crossover there, which should make sense. You know, I mean, it's that type of entertainment, even though they're not the same skill set specifically. But um, oh, I'm I'm sad all the time that I missed that part of like. Well, yeah. <laughs> We wish we were still doing it, but it got harder. Well, the House of Mouse has a little bit more, you know, structure in how they run things now. I know that's for sure. So. Yeah, well, it was pretty structured there. But like I say, we were we were we were lucky um, you had that an we in. had the right connection. Exactly, totally. You had an in for sure. Um, yeah. With the, you know, you guys have when SEA is in person, you've got kids who travel from all over the country. Um, yeah, to usually come with you. 24 to 30 states are represented yeah. at each camp. 
between teachers and, and, and kids. Yeah. And, and it's, I mean, and as far as like teacher stuff go, I've only ever been to the uh, Millican one cause that was closest for, for my kids. Sure. But um, I know that the one in Ohio has a, a larger number of teachers usually from what I've understood. Well, it, it's interesting. It kind of goes in waves. And oh, Millican it? <laughs> used to be the larger uh, group of teachers and then it, it's, it's shifted a little bit. It's yeah. not, it's not, tremendously different okay. but it, it's a it's a, a little bit bigger there mm-hmm. some years i even have director friends who go to both so i mean like that's dedication oh, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, they i have, do that they but too much fun. my uh my husband would be like please be with our children at some point during the summer but i would go do it <laughs> it would be fun actually my eldest child is old enough to be at sca now which would have happened right. last year um, yeah. And I was so bummed that, like, I was so ready to take him with me in person or whatever. Yeah. So uh, so he's, like, he's ready for his next year. He'll be a freshman when, when we can do in person again. But um, he is an instrumentalist. He plays uh, trombone, and he really doesn't do choir at all at school right now. He sings well, and, and he can move. Sure. But um, I was like, you have to go to camp. You do not have a choice. Like, <laughs> to... And he's excited about it. But I just, you know, I was like, no, you have to go. It's very important that you have this experience for sure. Um, well, let's look in your crystal ball a little bit. I know this is always hard, and but I love to ask this question because I, I always get answers that I would not have thought of myself, uh, and that is like, where do you see show choir in the next decade? Do, what do you see changing? What do you see cha- staying the same? Do you have any predictions for show choir universe? Uh, I don't think I've been asked that question for well, a while. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you know it, it's interesting how it keeps evolving, True. but you know, it, it still k- kind of stays the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I, I, I like how directors and choreographers try to stay in what's happening, what's fresh and what's new. And so yes. I, I think that that makes it hard to predict where it's sure. going to go because, you know, just little things uh, affect it from time to time, you know, where acapella, you know, some of those groups got so popular, then suddenly I think, you know, it moved itself into yeah. into some more acapella moments. And then, you know, there'll be periods where it's a big dancing time. And, you know, like True. I just saw in, I, I'm, you're, I, I just saw in the Heights and, and oh, so uh, good. Wasn't you know, it? Oh my goodness. It's so good. And just so well done. And, and you know, it's, it's wonderful. Different than the, the stage play, but still the same, how the dance just was so smooth. Oh, integrated mm-hmm. And the, um, and so, you know, I, I, I like how, you know, some groups have gone into story shows and I, but I like how some groups have, that's what I was going to say. That's been a big change. Have, yeah. have stayed. Uh, I think there's also sort of the loose story show that happens sometimes where it's not necessarily a, a lead performer or two mm-hmm. that have to take you through the entire right. show, but, uh, you know, concept. It, it feels a little more theatrical yes. and I, I, I enjoy that with the choirs and I think it's great it, it lets them show a lot more personality totally. than, than just and, and so i think i like that aspect of it that mm-hmm. it's it's not so cookie cutter yeah what about um when we were talking about you know in the heights and we we're talking about how that has you know the style of that dance and all that that made me rem- rem- sorry that reminded me that i wanted to ask you a little bit about when you are you know getting a piece of music from a director and you're starting mm-hmm. from scratch right um stylistically you know how are you looking at that when you're plotting what you're going to do or even if you just want to talk a little bit about your process that's fine too um but i find that you know not all choreographers um do this some are more like this is what i do this is my style and this is what goes on top of everything Uh, you know you and a lot of others i notice are, are more like you know trying to find you certainly know what your style is, but like trying to find a way to make that work in every genre that you're doing. So maybe just talk a little yeah. bit about your process in that. Yeah, it's, it's, um, I do often do a lot of research. Mm-hmm. I, I, I listen a lot, uh, to the music before I start it. I, I'm trying to, it's kind of like a hook. Yeah. If I were writing a song, that I, I'm trying to find what element it is about that song that's going to make it special. You know, mm-hmm. it's um, I, I always want something impactful with every with every song. I, I you know I sometimes people like the second song is just sort of a fluff song right. in their show. Yeah, and, and like I don't believe in fluff. Then songs. don't do that. Yeah, 
Uh, and uh, and so I'm I'm always looking for what it is, and yeah. so and I never know what where I'm gonna what what inspiration is gonna give sure. me that. And so I'm listening a lot. I I may be if it's a if it's a period piece of some sort, uh, you know, I'll be watching things that kind of lend itself to that just right. to get an idea. And sometimes it's a real simple. It might be just uh, because I didn't grow up learning dance. I I don't. Yeah. It doesn't stick with me very well, so I'm not very good at just ripping off something, but I can get an idea <laughs> right. from, from something. And so it may be just that, or it may be something, you know, in the chorus. You know, I don't always start at the beginning. Sometimes I may jump in and, and do the chorus first because that's where I'm most inspired, and then it right. allows me to, to do the other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a lot of listening, and then... Uh, it, it takes me a while to get started many times. Yeah. You know, I spend two or three hours just getting these first eight counts done. Yeah. And then once I get that going, then suddenly it gets in a flow and, and I, and then I can, you know, knock it out at some point. It's the but, inspiration uh, striking thing. I think anyone, yeah, it, it, anything it creative can struggle with that. I think it's good though, for people to hear that even after you doing it, you know, for as many seasons as you've been doing it for, it's still not like you can just wake up, take the piece of sheet music and, you know, do it and, yeah, minutes. I mean, I can I could do that, but then I don't feel like it's very it's not special. Great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's just you know it it you know you can put dance steps into anything. Sure. I mean, I've I've done you know a chorus of something and then put that same character yeah. another song and it you know it all comes out at the end, yeah. but it doesn't really make sense. And so I just right. always want it to feel right. I want it to make sense. I want the kids to feel like it there's some connection it was special for them it was made for them yeah exactly um do you feel like you're somebody who really loves dealing with blocking and doing pictures with that or are you more of like i'd rather deal with the movement and i wish there wasn't blocking to deal with (laughs) um i hate writing down the block yeah i like i like creating it Mm -hmm. kind of painting the picture but trying to write it many times i'll get just a basis down yeah i mean make directors a little crazy because (laughs) I'm not. I'm not that. The X's and the O's to clean later. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'll I'll get it done, but but then when I see it on the stage, usually there's I I can like I say, kind of paint that picture as yeah. I go, and I discover things mm-hmm. discover things as as I'm doing it that mm-hmm. suddenly you know, make it come to life a little more. And I'm just remembering you got the really cool experience of being able to choreograph at least two of your kids. I don't know if your eldest did oh, yeah. show choir or not, but I know that no, my, my oldest, well, he came to camp. <laughs> yeah, uh, there you go. He had no choice, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but definitely both I was, I was able to choreograph. And so it's fun. It's fun watching them now. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Well, and that's things. true because they're carrying on that tradition. Now we talk about, you know, Ellie's been on the podcast before and she has talked about her, you know, growing up through SCA, basically like being at yeah. camp, like growing up at camp and what that experience is like and all of that. But, um, you know, which brings me to my thought about the, my final thought about camp, which is just always that it's such an incredible bonding experience that you've given show choir world through hosting that because we are so spread out geographically you know you know the people in your little pockets uh, maybe in your little competitive circuit but like I have I have great friends now from like you know Mississippi and Ohio and out in California that I just I would never have met for any other reason other than camp and and it's not just about the friendship component of course although that part's lovely but it's the it's the um you know cooperating with them and working together and being able to call yeah. someone and go, Hey, I'm stuck. I have this song and I don't know what I think yeah. about it, you know? And no, I, I think you're absolutely right. I, and, and that was an element that we didn't realize mm-hmm. was going to happen when we started. I wondered this. if it we was a happy realize. accident. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, it happened so quick with teachers and then with kids, you know, a lot of them yeah. that group became counselors and then mm-hmm. they became directors and, mm-hmm. you know, some of them became clinicians for us. Mm-hmm. And so it was just, um, uh, that element and you know I just we just there was a teacher who hadn't been to camp before yeah. just thinking about coming and and you know tell him all this great information yeah. and, and all these things are going to get all, all this workshop mm-hmm. and, and that whole side of it but the other point that I, I make to that person was that you're going to meet this community of teachers that yes. are going to be your support group for the rest of your teaching career, truly, and um, and it's, uh, and I think that's it's 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 fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, we 
you in rehearsals and just seeing you guys out together and, and it's just fun seeing the connection and and uh, um, and and how important it has become yes you know the, just that you know that regeneration in the summer that that kind of helps them get ready for the fall and and know they can go on well if we ever weren't sure about that I think losing yeah. the in-person well, this last year you know, reminded us we were like "Ooh, yeah we really want to be able to see these people in person every summer yeah. you know yeah well <laughs> last year you know so much of the virtual camp for the teachers was a, addressing yeah. what we thought was going to be coming up this this very strange year we yeah. weren't sure what it was going to be but we we tried to make sure so many of these workshops were heading oh, yeah. that direction i think you guys Where did a great job year, of that yeah this year we're we're doing the same thing but now mm -hmm. it's it's um, you know. it's one of the workshops is going to be called what's what's next yeah. uh, how to navigate into uh what's going to be our new normal mm -hmm. and uh, and all those things and and you know we've just got so many workshops like that and and mm -hmm. uh um just some great great uh, i just like saw that you booked t3 for camp I'm beyond excited about that. I'm very obsessed with yeah, the, the it, performance um, <laughs> trio. <laughs> I no, I I thought I saw them, I don't know, a month or so ago, yeah. or a little more for the first time. Yeah. I thought, oh my gosh, these guys are amazing. It would be so cool. And I was thinking, well, you know, they're just doing video stuff right. on TikTok. They might love to do this. Right. And I finally reached them, <laughs> and um, Jim text uh emailed me back immediately oh, and said yeah i think this is right something we'd, we'd want to do and uh and i said great and i said the whole little thing of this this and this and then i didn't hear from him for mm -hmm. like 10 days and i kept saying he goes, hey remember me you What's said you're gonna do this. And, oh you're on uh, television and, and then i saw and then like i saw him on tv i'm like oh that could be what they're <laughs> Just dealing kidding. with you were on america's and, got talent uh, that's why thought, well they're not going to be able to do this you yeah. know we've got They've got two million views on yeah. YouTube after two days, and uh, yep. um, and so he finally called back. And said, you know, because I said I know you must be crazy right yeah. now. Just let me know if you do this. And he wrote back, and said, yeah, we really still want to do this. And That's da, da, da. wonderful. Um, but I, I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm sure it's going to happen because yeah. uh, they seem like great guys they but, really uh, do yeah i know that's part yeah. of what i think draws you to them is they just seem like good humans but i mean wow are they gonna have some incredible stories to tell about like this viral fame world that we're sort yeah. of in and have been in before the pandemic too but certainly since that has started i mean they're they're a great example of something that just kind of exploded during quarantine you know like yeah. it's yeah. so fascinating yeah. how our industry like kept going you know in small yeah. ways even though broadway yeah. was closed yeah. even though we didn't find have a way yeah right okay we'll do yeah. a little camp plug like an official little camp commercial for us here when is it this year and when are registration deadlines and all of that uh july 11th to the 16th mm -hmm. um and um you know the I don't know that we have an official official deadline anymore, but we'd right. like to have people in by July 1st. Sure. Um, because we don't have to put people in dorms, we're able to sneak some people in later, That's but nice. it sure helps us to know sooner, especially when we want to get a t-shirt and things like that to you. Yeah, for sure. Um, and as I said, we've just got, uh, uh, I think, a great lineup mm -hmm. for um, for the teachers. Uh, I'll put things down, let me tell you real quick. Yeah. Um, um, I think most people know Eugene Rogers, yep. um, but he's bringing Alicia Lee with him this year. Okay. Uh, she had a, um, a a real popular song that Hal Leonard was putting out, and I can't say the name of it right now, but their title is Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Mm, um, that and be a good one. so they're going to be using some of their music uh, to talk about all this. And, and, and they're both just powerful presenters and I, I think it's going to be a great great workshop and then Melanie Stapleton will be doing blurring the binary okay and teaching transgender students oh that uh, especially will be really yeah and she's been kind of a trailblazer for transgender mm -hmm. music educators mm -hmm. um, and uh, I, I think she presented something like this at ACDA here recently I think and, you're right uh, yeah mm -hmm. uh, and but just I, th I think has so many tools that are going to be helpful and, be and just important. knowledge that that teachers need to hear and, and want to hear um 
psychologist uh, Anne Marie Ropke. Um, she's going to be doing the latest steps on the path to developing greater psychological resilience. Oh, we all need that right now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she's just great, and mm -hmm. and uh, uh, you know goes through a lot of steps, and then I think breaks people out and 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 gets some conversations going, and so. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's it's a great group. Uh, I've talked about the the what's next. Uh, something's going to be in there, and right. then we also are doing one called "It's a Keeper." Things we learned from this past year that we are keeping in our toolbox, and uh, and there are some things oh, surprisingly yeah. mm -hmm. you know, that, that we learned that we never thought we'd have to do, but suddenly like, oh, this works pretty mm -hmm. well. I mean, mm -hmm. I never have to leave my house again. I can worry about <laughs> everything from here between. DoorDash and Zoom. I know. <laughs> Do you want that though, or is there a part of you that like no. misses being out in the world? Or what, what's good to know is that it can happen because right. I had some groups that you know that learned everything that way, and yeah. and it worked. They got it done, and, and they yeah. had you know they had some great shows. But it you know nothing takes the place of being there in person. But you know, yeah, in, a, sure. in an emergency, we know now. Oh, okay. It can happen. This could work in a pinch, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> totally. Um, I just, I cannot, especially that one that you're talking about at the end there, the, you know, what are we keeping? I think that's going to be such a fascinating thing to see unfold in the next few years. Like, what we end up, you know, learn, not just learning from this, but like actual methods that stay in place because. Yeah. Because yeah. it just kind of worked, you know. Um, well, there's recording things also that, that yeah. happened that, you know, you're able to get stuff to kids to learn on their mm -hmm. own that maybe you hadn't really ways of doing it they hadn't really thought about and better ways of doing it and, I was gonna and say how too, to yeah it's I think that there was there was certainly a group of directors and people in the world who were doing those things but right. it wasn't as universal as it certainly now is and that's great I think that's right. wonderful that we've moved forward in technology like that y'all were really like when SCA was happening last year you know we were still waiting on the infamous Colorado State study you know of aerosols and we were still like yeah. dealing with all of that and I just so many of us were discussing before SCA like we just are waiting to see how y'all handle it because whatever you guys ended up doing became a very helpful blueprint for a lot of directors and, and choreographers out in the world like how y'all handled the handled the vocal situation where they were all in a room but they were all separated but there was I mean that was that was so brilliant like so brilliant um there was just so much of that kind of stuff that y'all really like were the ones who helped put a lot of people back together. I think a lot of people were really nervous. And once SCA virtual happened, we were like, okay, I think we can do this, you know? Well, I, I, that was, I mean, obviously um, we were glad it worked, but yeah. you know, when, when I was trying to figure that out, I was thinking, okay, there has to be the way, you know, because yeah. when I was talking to people, they were talking about how you just can't sing and with a group and get anything done. So my thought was, well, we just need some singers and right. then can we get the same space and and uh um and because they needed to sing together and, right. and so that was i mean we heard from so many directors just it was so nice singing with somebody even though it was just this quartet mm -hmm. it was because uh, i i you still hear sometimes you know just plunking out notes yeah. and hoping that the people out there are singing it correctly but yeah. here you're hearing somebody sing it correctly and you're mm -hmm. able to sing with it. So, and you know yeah, it's I mean, working, it, yeah mm -hmm. yeah so it, it was nice to for us to kind of uh, kind of break some ground there for everybody. Um, before I forget, I wanted to talk about this when we were talking about SCA registration. But when we were talking earlier about how directors can have, um, you know, like your group up at school, let's say, like in a site, and then you put SCA on a big screen, basically. Um, do they need to do anything different for registration if they're doing it that way? Or does each kid just individually register and then you can host uh, it? It depends. I mean, they can individually register. It's okay. fine. If, if the school's going to pay for it, because we've got a couple schools that are bringing, you are. bringing okay. big groups, they can, uh, if they want to pay as a school, it's they just need to contact us and give us the list of names, okay. and then we can give the code to them that would allow them to uh to, for the kids to register because we need that individual registration information right, right. no that's Here. good to know though because i think that there's i that just seems so brilliant to me that's such a no-brainer this year now that a lot of people can gather oh my goodness please yeah. do it that way so you can have the best of sca on the screen but also you get the kinship with you know all of yeah. the people in your group that's so, so smart um you feel pretty confident that hopefully i know you can't know for sure but hopefully in 2022 you guys will get to be back in person I know oh, you can't know. <laughs> I'm just sure we're going to be. I, I just right? can't imagine that, that we're not. You know, unless, you know, 
something goes horribly awry. Unless the murder uh, hornets, you know? I mean, yeah. where did they go? Are they coming? I about them again. <laughs> I thought they were gone. Um, yeah, that would be a nightmare. Right. Uh, but uh, I, I I, can't imagine that we will yeah. be. We, I, I think, you know, we were so, if we'd known now a few months ago yeah. and, and been able to get, you know, everybody vaccinated and all this oh, stuff, yeah. I think, I think we, you know, if, if we still had a couple months, I think we might have been able to figure it out. It just, I it agree. all kind of came together so quickly here mm-hmm. uh, at the start of the summer mm-hmm. that uh, it just wasn't time and, and just a lot of elements that, you know, it's not easy. Oh, and, and we're have to do overnight not quite there yet. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It would have been a challenge with the dorms and the kids and the sharing of rooms and how do you, yeah, all of that part, I think, would have been the... I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, but I we're we're all so ready for y'all to be back in person. But I know yeah, that a well, lot of us are, are doing virtual. So <laughs> I know you are. I know you are. Okay. Well, you got to so get. I, I said it. If anybody is looking for it and they don't know, they just have to go to showchoircamps.com. Yes. Uh, and uh, and they can get registration information there. And then I'll put the link in the bio as I always do down oh. below, which I'm also going to put the following things down below because we got to ask you the couple questions everyone gets asked. So here we go. Oh, no. Don't worry. It's it's mostly painless. Okay. So <laughs> when you think <laughs> about your career of shows or the show choir you've seen in your time, um, first question is, what are some of your favorite or even just one favorite show that you've ever seen? You can't have had anything to do with it professionally, just that you were an audience member for. And it could be a stage show too. It doesn't have to be show choir. Sure. But... Um, oh boy. I know it's a tough one. It's like picking your favorite kid sometimes. <laughs> you know, I, I think um, I'll, I'll do two things. I mean, from a show choir standpoint, um, way back in the day, uh, I saw the Bishop Lures video for the first time. That competition yes. that was on. You know, it was on PBS or something, and it was a big hit in Russia, and and uh, and it kind of love that. You know, and you know, it was very different than what I was doing at the time, but it was oh. it was it was a little bit of an eye opener. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they edited it down, and so I didn't know really what it was. And the first time I took Mount Zion over there, I really we had two shows that year, but I yeah. at that time we did two shows: one oh. show in the day and one show at night. Oh my goodness! Whoa! Yeah. Uh, and uh, Let's bring that uh, I back. probably I probably selected the wrong show for them the first year because of what I thought I was seeing. Right. Um, and they did great. I mean, I know what they they. they I mean, they did great. But yeah. I don't know how they actually did that year. But right. Um, um, but being there, then I I just learned so much about uh, just another side of it. Yeah. And and you know now I. I I try not to base, you know, my ideas on other show choir shows. Sure. I love seeing them. I love getting ideas, but I try to look every place else to, oh, yeah. to, to inspire me. Otherwise, they start uh, to look the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, the musical Hades Town we saw a year or two oh, ago, and yeah. like, I, I didn't really know much about it, and we didn't have great seats, but it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like in the Heights and some of those other shows. Yeah. But, but it was just, and I love again how choreography and staging is all incorporated and, yes. and, spoken to and so i i really enjoy shows like that anything that really busts out of the norm of like broadway i feel like mm. really gets you percolating for show choir stuff because it reminds you that you don't have to be married to this like five songs yeah. four risers one band like <laughs> mode of, of way the things have to be given that's a great answer i love that are you excited to be able to go to broadway is there anything you haven't seen that you're you're wanting to see when it opens back up or um, um i haven't seen we, moulin rouge so i'm going closed. to see that in november which one i haven't seen moulin rouge yet i was supposed to see it oh, right before yeah, it i was gonna say that was another show that mm-hmm. just you know it was just so spectacular and, and can't wait um, it was it was fun and exciting so yeah luckily we were over there not too long before everything yeah. shut down, and so got to see a lot of the shows. Um, I'd like to see six because uh, I know. Do you know somebody uh, in it? Well, um, Anna uh, Uz- Uzali. Okay. Uh, she sang for us last year, uh, the night of graduation. Uh, she's a friend of my son and his girlfriend, and. Uh, and uh, she's just wonderful and hearing so I would like to see that and, sure. and uh, just I think it's 
Sounds interesting. I had tickets for that one also right before. We got shut. We were going for a conference for something and like it was two weeks after when they actually shut it down like I don't know the 10th or whatever mm. of March they were like we're not having the conference we're like wow way to shut it down so early like we're very annoyed that it was happening and then <laughs> you know like two days later Broadway shut down like completely we're like oh well never mind this is serious and we're no one's seeing anything for a while so yeah we're going in November and I'm, I've got this whole list and my husband's like we have to do other things while we're there I'm like you have to I'm, I'm just gonna sit in a theater so that's all I'm doing okay now the second part of that question is the favorite show that you've ever been a part of. So either choreographed or designed or music directed. And you can obviously name a few, yes. Literally everyone, by the way, says the Wizard of Oz show. I just want to throw that out there for you. From we oh, like yeah, nearly I, every I person interviewed it. brings that show up. So congratulations on that. Oh yeah. I, I mean there's been a lot of shows like that. Yeah. And, and that it, it's hard to pick one. That was that was a great year. That and, was a and, cool uh, show. You know, it's it's just I I don't I don't know that I can pick which is I get it terrible. that's normal though I I, I couldn't I will either. Say, um, the uh, there was a show I did down in Branson and mm -hmm. it was um, we did a, a version of a Christmas Carol oh, and yes. uh, it kind of became a, a classic down there and and just everything kind of fell into place well and and uh, yeah. I I've always been really proud of that production you know it was a a shortened version of you know it's a yeah. little over an hour long but yet we got everything the, the story pattern. told well yeah in mm -hmm. that, in that time. so that, mm -hmm. that was fun that's very cool that's a good answer we'll take that answer and also that you love all the show choir shows you've ever done we'll just write that down yeah I, I mean, <laughs> you know they are they're also special and, and i i could you know if i had to go through every group i could probably find one but i also yeah i'm not Stephen todd i don't remember them like <laughs> what they wore and that's a perfect song. example <laughs> of that uh, no yeah he is such an encyclopedic knowledge that i have a few yeah. friends in show car world they're like that i'm like i generally remember sort of time periods and i'll be like i'm pretty sure it was that group and they'll go yeah. it was this year it was this group and the and the kid they in the front this. row was named blank and i'm like you don't even know that person yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> i love that that's such a great skill set to have though um okay well the third question everybody gets asked is um and you have some stage moments to pull from, so you should, I would hope you have one, is that um, what is your most embarrassing stage moment? People have great answers for this question. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, Doran Johnson uh, fell off stage into someone's lap. Um, there are some versions of conducting the show band in various versions of clothes sort of becoming a problem or hitting <laughs> someone in a head. You know, those are the kind of stories people are telling us. So I want you to know you'd be in good company, whatever you say. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll tell a story that I always, I think, was one of the funnier things. I wasn't on Love the stage it. myself. Yep. Uh, but there was a year that Mount Zion, mm -hmm. uh, there was a whole big Latin thing and I had four kids that were on stilts doing and they're going to be stilt dancers okay. with the long, long pants and you know the whole thing and they yeah. looked awesome and you know I had to audition kids and it was like whoever could just stand up and start walking on, yeah. on the you know construction stilts and, uh, <laughs> and and you know they were the winners and you know we worked hard to get that together but on Alaska's competition was always early this was like the first week right. in, in, in January and so getting ready for that was just a challenge but we were in pretty good shape and and these kids were prepped and we knew they were gonna have to climb stairs so we had to practice them climbing stairs on these stilts oh, and all this stuff and, and uh, what we didn't take into account was that the changing of clothes and, and stuff was way off to the sides oh. and so they I didn't wasn't seeing this moment but I was sitting out there and the uh it was time you know I thought I should be seeing them now because they should be climbing right and all of a sudden they realized that they had gotten themselves too far away and they started walking where they normally start walking and they realized oh we're not going to get there in time so they start taking these big steps and it was like giraffes taking these giant, <laughs> giant steps. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going so fast. Yeah. And the first one gets to the stairs and goes, oh. and she's down. And then the guy goes down. And then the third girl goes down, <laughs> boom. And then this last guy just makes this noble effort and takes this giant step up all the steps on these, wearing this. and got up there and danced the whole thing while we the others did. were trying to get back up on their feet. Oh my god. But gosh. it was and the audience was like, oh and they were like, no. 
Anyway, uh, now that night they they all made it. We planned better, but. Uh, uh, but it was, oh, it that's was an excellent things. one. Stilt walkers yeah. going down. Oh, they all went down. All went down, but one one brave soul who made it through. I love that. That's hilarious. Okay, well, that I wish I could find a video of that. Do you know what year that was by any chance in your mind? No, Stephen does. I will ask Stephen. Um, well. Yeah. Thank you so very much for giving us some of your time today. Oh, my gosh. And, my pleasure. Thank um, you. Yeah, I just had a blast chatting with you. But uh, we will look forward to, well, first seeing you virtually in a couple of weeks. But we will hopefully look forward to seeing you in person in a year. That would be so, Absolutely. so great. Absolutely. We would love that. So.